0: Well, good morning. Am I on there, Riley? All right. Well, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. And uh, by the conviction of the Spirit, I've been assigned a challenging topic to bring you. So hold on tight. But we're all, we all love one another here, don't we? We all love God. So we should receive this with joy. First Corinthians thirteen, four through six, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast, it is not arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way, it is not irritable or resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices in the truth. Today I want to consider the Christian's responsibility to arrive on time and not be late. Now, all of us have arrived late to things, haven't we? And things come up in life, right, that are unplanned, unexpected, and out of our control. But do you find yourself consistently late? And do you continue to be late to meetings and then find yourself generally unconcerned about being on time? May we not just examine our outward behaviors in this regard, but foremost our hearts, right? With all things, God looks at the heart, as he says in 1 Samuel 16, the man, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And we know from Jesus' teaching in Luke 6 that it's out of the abundance of the heart by which words and actions and behaviors come. Now, you might think being consistently late is just a minor inconvenience, that it's not really something to concern yourself with, but God is clear that He is interested in the small things in our life. Jesus said in Luke sixteen ten that He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. So I want to give you four biblical realities on what it is to be chronically late. Number one, being late is unloving and rude. To be late means that you have broken expectations, right? There was an expectation set between you and another person that you would arrive at an appointed time, and then you didn't. So whenever we break expectations of a brother or a sister, it's unloving. And the Word tells us in Romans 3.15, love does no wrong to a neighbor. 1 Corinthians 13.5, love does not insist on its own. Philippians 2.3, love counts others more significant than ourselves. So continued lateness does not express love for others, or for God, because showing up late means that you think your time is more important than other people's time. And in this way, being late is an act of selfishness. You want extra time for your need, but in doing so, you are taking time from others. You simply see your needs as more important than others. And if you find yourself chronically late, be on guard for pride. For Romans 12:3 says, do not think of yourself more highly than others. Because when you show up late, you're sending a signal to those who made an effort to show up on time. And the signal is, you're not important as I am. 1 Corinthians 13 again says, love is not rude, but making others wait for you time after time is simply rude. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Because no one arrives on time just to wait for others that are late. No one likes delayed meetings or having to reschedule meetings because someone is late. Being on time is a simple way that we can love our neighbors as ourselves and show honor and respect and kindness. But overall, our love for one another or lack thereof is a very serious matter in our witness to Christ. Jesus said in John 13, By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. For even a spiritually blind atheist can see a lack of love from someone who is perpetually late. Secondly, being late displays a lack of integrity. Referring back to expectations. You told someone you would meet them at a certain time, and again, you're late. So you broke your expectations and thereby your integrity. Said another way, you lied. You did not keep your word. Yet Proverbs 22.1 says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Showing up on time is a matter of keeping our promises to one another and consistently breaking such promises put cracks in your personal integrity and most likely in your relationship. If you're chronically late and considering it's a breach of integrity, it may be a fair assessment for someone to regard that person as unreliable, undependable, and untrustworthy. Consider the business world. Can you show up late to work consistently and expect your employer to be content with that for many years? Why is it any different in our personal relationships? Thirdly, being late is stealing. When you're late, you just stole time from the other person's life. Consider a man who's spending time with his family, or perhaps he's at work, who gets up and leaves that place to go meet with you to arrive on time. But since you're late, he does nothing. And he could have stayed home and spent time with his family or continued to work. But you stole that time from him by your lateness. And so you have to consider why, after agreeing to meet, you decided ahead of time to take or steal from that other person to prioritize other things in your life and require them to to wait. Now, some might say, it wasn't my fault, because there are many good excuses for being late. But we have to be honest with ourselves, brothers and sisters, arriving late to a meeting and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I was just busy cleaning the house today. That's not an excuse because you should have either stopped cleaning the house to make the meeting on time or should not have committed to the meeting at all. We cannot make excuses. 1 John 3.18 says, Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Let the love of God for one another abide in our hearts. God tells us that we should keep our commandments. And Proverbs 15:4 says, "The righteous keep their commandments even when it hurts, no matter what happens. Let your yes be your yes and your no be your no." And because there's a simple solution to this, if you're not sure that you can keep the promise, then just don't make the commitment in the first place. For example, let's say a brother or sister wants to meet you at 4 p.m but you know that that's a little tight for your schedule, then just say, how about, let's meet at 4.30 p.m., and you'll arrive early, and bless that brother. Fourthly, and lastly, being late hurts you. The word of God says, for whatever one sows, he will also reap. If you are chronically late, it's likely that you'll miss opportunities. There may be consequences. You will hurt the relationship. You could get fired from a job. Your reputation will be damaged, and your Christian witness will be dulled. As Christians, we're called to love one another. We're called to a higher standard, that we need to respect one another's time. And so if we're consistently late, it's because we are choosing to be late. But in our choosing, we are loving, unloving others, and unloving to God. So the encouragement today from the Word is to be on time for the purpose of loving others and loving God. We don't don't do it to please man, but because you. As a redeemed child of God, having been bought by Christ, given life anew by God, we are now free to go and serve others and regard others better than ourselves, to be on time. Galatians 6.10 says, So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are the household of faith. Above all else, let us apply this teaching to the word of God and the worship of God. We, we have to be on time to our devotion to God. We have to be early to it. And the worship of God. We all have friends. We have work to get to. We have doctor's appointments to get to. But I trust the worship of God is one of your highest priorities in life to get to. So let me leave you with some practical thoughts by how we can be loving through our punctuality. So eight, eight quick thoughts, practically, of how to be punctual and on time. Number one, Simply a plan to arrive early. It's easy. If you just tell yourself, I need to be there 10 to 15 minutes early, it's likely you won't be late, but you'll actually be early, which will bless the other person. Number two, make efforts to keep yourself on track. You can set reminders and alarms on your phone or some kind of alarm clock, and that can help. Number three, ask people to keep you accountable to staying on time. Number four, pray for humility and a desire to love others by keeping your commitments and glorifying God by letting your yes be your yes. Number five, prepare well in advance and practice good time management. For example, if you have somewhere to go in the morning, you can prepare the night before. Number six, do what you need to do to say no to other commitments in your life that might interrupt a commitment you've already made. And number seven, go go lighter on your schedule. Don't overload yourself. And lastly, for those of you bold enough to take the aggressive action Christ calls for in our own sanctification, if you're late, be honest with yourself. Right? Because it will humble you and it will help you. If you're late sometime, think back through the day and think, what could I have done to not be late today? What caused it? What could I change for next time? Again, I know there are valid reasons for being late, and there's certainly some things that are beyond our control. And in those circumstances, God and others will understand. But let's be honest, those instances are rare, and we must eliminate habits of being late. Ephesians 5:16 says that we are to redeem the time, right? You remember that? Redeem the time. Make the best use of time we have in this life. Literally, it says we are to buy up each opportunity before we die for the glory of God. So may the best use of our time be honoring to God and loving to one another. Now lastly, I have a word for those of you that are extremely punctual and timely. Be on guard, for your temptation in response to this teaching will be one of pride and self-righteousness. Rather, be humbled by your own sins, of which we all have many. And just as we do with each other's various weaknesses, let us lovingly encourage and help one another in this area with patience and grace, yet not overlook and enable a lack of love for one another in the body. Let us all turn from a self-oriented focus and love one another through the hope of the gospel and thrive as the body as we deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow Jesus to glorify Him and to love those He's put around us. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you and we thank you that you have freed us. You have freed us from the chains of self. And you have given us life in Christ. This life that is to live for you and for others that you have put in our life. Oh, Father, help us to do this by loving one another, honoring one another, respecting one another, keeping our commitments and glorifying you, redeeming the time, making the best of it to glorify you. Oh, Father, help us and remind us of the hope of the gospel in this as we now confess our sins individually to you.